0: Welcome to The How, The Why, with John Barrett Ingalls, exploring and celebrating the creative process and the creative purpose of authors, editors, and artists that make up and inspire the Black Hill Press family. Black Hill Press is dedicated to the novella. We believe a great story is never defined by its length. Let's get creative. To the how, the why, brought to you by Black Hill Press. I'm John Barrett Ingalls, and today we are connected with Jason Cook, the founding editor of Fiddle Black. Uh Fiddle Bla- it's just Fiddle Black, right? Not Fiddle Black Press or Fiddle Black Magazine. Yeah, right. It, it, just yeah, it's just Fiddle Black.
1: Often switched around. It's just Fiddle Black.
0: Now, uh tell our listeners a little bit about Fiddle black a little bit. It's kind of uses this is such a weird way of starting it. Uh, you're you're a, a a literary journal. You uh, are a, a small press. You make podcasts. You uh, just release an audio book. But uh, what was the start of fiddle black? How did you come to uh, uh, want to see something that wasn't out there and and create it with fiddle black?
1: Sure. Um so basically Fiddle Black started uh in two thousand ten. I was uh I was in Boston at the time and I was just kind of hanging out and um watching the the I guess what now is probably um, a waning trend of, of, of literary journals sort of popping up everywhere and, and and infiltrating social media uh and things like that. And I felt like you know this is really cool this is a this is an interesting thing for for writers for m f a people and um i guess probably just just intellectuals or or academics in general and my concern was that there were there were so many uh and, and you know I, I was i always i wondered what would become of them, so I figured you know why not why not be the Ten thousandth literary journal and, and and start my own.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um,
1: it wasn't so much uh, a way of you know I I can't place my work anywhere else so so I'll create my own home for it. It was more um, you know hey b- being behind a literary journal is art too and, and maybe that's where I belong. So instead of being the the contributor, why not try uh, and look at, at fiction and, and literature from from the editor's position. Um, so that's that's kind of what I set out to do, in a
0: very very basic way. Was it also like qu- trying to create a, a hub for um, things that you would want to read, uh, pieces and, and uh, uh, stories that uh, more align themselves with was what you were interested in? Because you you um, have a very specific, two very specific uh, um, qualifiers for. I mean, I don't know if that you stick to them religiously, but uh, for for your submissions, was that part of it? Like trying to create something that uh, was more aligned with your your interests, I guess.
1: Um, I, I think i guess to nod to the to to your 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 title that that was more the the how um mm. for me it, it was you know yes there's this sea of journals um yes there there are probably too many of them so how can i start one and not have it be um entirely irrelevant right. uh, so it, in my eyes creating a very specific mission was um, a simple way to succeed. I guess if I can use that term, uh, only because uh, you know, if we say this is exactly what we're going to do, it's not. It's not that we're going to take over the world. It's going. We're going to take over this very small piece. Um, that's really where all that came from, and yeah.
0: it was Club definitely your little home.
1: Right, right, and it, it was definitely what you know what was interesting to me and what remains interesting to me, so that's um probably artistically where I felt I could start to contribute to I don't know, create a vibe and sort of establish what um what a fiddle black would become or or how um how I hope people see
0: it today. So like I said, you have these two strong qualifiers or or uh, uh things that you look for in, in your submissions that you try to focus on in your journals and your small press. Mm-hmm. Um, you have this, this concept of anti-pastoral and uh, and then concept horror. Now, were those two elements that you were uh, attracted to prior to the, uh, the creation of Fiddle Black? Or as you were making it, were they things that like looking on how to narrow the focus of the journal
1: um i i think it well i guess to 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 be clear and to establish um a timeline fiddleback started with pastoralism as the the only one of those concepts in mind so that was our initial um pursuit from day one and that probably the whole idea came from me looking at you know what is it that I've read or or I seek to read um what's what's common between those things and and how can I uh encapsulate them so that they can sort of inspire other people and uh move other people to to want to read or or even contribute um Anti-pastoralism came, I guess, from me trying to take Cormac McCarthy's work and distill some of it. Not not so much the um, the Western uh, books, but uh, *Child of God* and, and *Outer Dark* hmm. uh, and things like that. Uh, *Blood Meridian*, I guess, part of the Western series, but it's it's a little bit different. So it was me looking at those books primarily and thinking, okay. How can I define them without saying uh, this is a Cormac McCarthy journal and we're 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 sort of going to clone his work?
0: So let's talk a sense. little bit about. Absolutely, yeah. Let's let's go a little deeper into what you you wanted with anti mm-hmm. Um because <clears throat> I definitely had to look up uh anti pastoral uh uh not to uh, to, uh out myself as <laughs> being uh whatever <laughs> um but I, I, I had to look it up and, and thankfully on your website you have this beautiful infographic that helps uh clarify a little bit of, of what your intentions are for that. But uh um let's talk about What what would be the what is your what do you what do you consider pastoral first of all?
1: Um, I I think the term, and is just to just to I guess be clear to folks who might um, have a different understanding. Um, We we took the term anti pastoralism and sort of gave it. and not necessarily our de- definition. We, we defined it, but we, we wanted to say, you know, this is this is what we're going to call what we're doing.
0: Right. You can um, put it under your own it. parameters.
1: Yeah, um, and you know, the infographic was created um, with a, with a sort of comedic tone because um, I felt you would pretentious thing to do to people to try. <laughs> and so here's a term that we made up and we expect you to know what it is and you know and that's the way it is. Um I, I wanted to sort of start off in that direction without being too pretentious or, or even very pretentious. And so we did the uh the infographic and, and tried to say um you know this is this is what we're looking for. Um this is something that we seriously, so we're going to give it a definition, and we're going to try and spell it out as, as best we can, because this isn't a closed-door sort of thing. Um, the whole idea is is really um, about f- uh, fiction, well, primarily fiction, um, and with a strong sense of place, or, or something that might utilize uh, the landscape as... Uh, a character or an emotional um, pivot point, uh, for, for the greater text. Um a lot of that probably came from Blood Meridian and, and the way that McCarthy, uh, you know, there, there's, there's passage upon passage of, uh, of these riders, you know, going over this, this grand western landscape and, uh, you know, there's thunder and, and there are strange, uh, birds and, and, Corpses and things they see along the way, and um, some of it is just—it's so, it's so repetitious that I felt like, wow, you know, McCarthy is trying to put these people uh, against, uh, you know, another another character. And right. what a cool thing! Um,
0: Instead of it I mean, just being little... the scenery, and uh, you know, that this is what's happening in the background, like it's actually <laughs> right. interacting it's... with your characters
1: it's interacting with the characters and I think it's interacting with the reader. Mm. Um, if you look at blood and reading, there's so much of that, that content in the, in the middle of the book that, uh, you know, there's a definite point where I think most readers would say, you know, wow, when is this going to stop? Like why, why is he doing this over and over again? And I, I think that was his intention. Um, or at least that was my interpretation. Um, And that was really the big point of, you know, why I felt that anti pastoralism was was a thing, um, so to speak. Um, I liked that there was this author who was doing something to these characters with an inanimate sort of metaphysical body. And that he was trying to touch the reader in a a different um, kind of metatextual way. Um, I think Child of God does that. A little bit more, literally um, and simply, without the uh, the repetition. But um, anyway, that's
0: that's that was sort of the impetus for the whole thing. Um, just trying and then, to, to, to spell that out. And then, uh, so that was when you started Fiddle Black. You wanted these books with a sense of place and this that this idea of anti-pastoralism. And then, when did you uh, add concept horror is a, a a tent pole for the company
1: um it it wasn't long after that was something um i was always toying with but it it doesn't really fit evenly with anti pastoralism and so initially i was concerned with um with even having the two terms together because i think they're so distinctly different. I think when people hear just the word horror alone, you know, they immediately um go to genre fiction and um things that are really great like, like Stephen King, um or or Clive Barker, um but th- those authors aren't you know literary um in the in the literary world. They're not mm. uh you know they don't they don't have this sort of um vibe of a American letters, like, like Cormac McCarthy, um, you know, they're, they're, they're sitting in a different section, so to speak, um, which is unfortunate, but
0: quite as seriously, yeah.
1: Right, right. Um, so I'd been reading, uh, this, uh, philosophical journal called Collapse, um, which is published by a group, uh, called Urbanomic, um, I think they're in the UK, they're somewhere in Europe, and in europe, um and collapse four I think is the book where concept horror is really defined, and it's it's sort of about how can we take the horror genre and look at it um from a very serious point of view and still have you know some of the tropes and uh, things that that readers would expect from from the Stephen Kings and the Clark Barkers, but how can we put that in uh, in an intellectual setting? So, you know, again, it's this very sort of highfalutin, pretentious idea um, that I wanted to adopt and strip of its pretensions so that we could say, look, I know this is a little bit silly, um, but this is the way we're going to do it. And 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 that's where that was bolted on. And I think since then... Um, our 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 biggest driver has been, you know, these are the foundations of of fiddleback. This is sort of what it means to be in this school. Um, hopefully, you read them, um, and hopefully, it's sort of inspiring. Um, if well, not, yeah, I guess it's okay too. As as a, yeah.
0: a reader, when you go through and you see these are the, you know, the I use uh, the word temples, but uh, of of mm-hmm. your journal and and your press. Uh, I get excited because then I know – I kind of know what to expect. And, you know, if, if, like, the concept horror was something that drew me in. So as I'm going through the journals, I'm trying to find more of a – look for those stories. But as a writer, I get excited because it it, it puts a, a parameter down, you know. Ooh, that, that's a great – either I have stories that would fit in that or – what a great thing to put on me to, you know, focus whatever the story is that I'm trying to tell, to create something that is going to fit more within that, that, uh, world, that realm.
1: Right. I, I guess more than anything, um, the mission is there, is there to try and, and inspire and say that, you know, this is what we're all about. Um, hopefully it, it, it can mean something to you at some point. Um the big thing I'm trying to work into settled now is, is community and um you know how can we continue to talk to uh readers that like our work and, and writers that um contribute to us. I, um from the start I've always been encouraging of writers, you know, if if we've accepted your work um at least once then uh, and gosh! By all means, you know, please submit again. Please talk to me somehow. Um, you know, let's let's keep this thing going.
0: Mm.
1: Um, and I think that ties back to to the whole uh, idea I mentioned earlier about looking at uh, uh, you know thousands of literary journals. Some some fly by night. Some established and, and, and funded. And and how can we how can we stay out of that sea and Be more of a uh, an organization, or more of a more of a community. I guess is how I'm I'm trying to say it now.
0: Now, being a uh, a journal that started in the digital age, and being a a a digital journal, does it? it, I would assume it would make it easier because the the overhead you're not worried. I mean, I know you do um, anthologies, uh, but all of your your journals are online you just go to the website and you can read them, correct? Right. Um so you mentioned this earlier that
1: um we have this sort of copied and pasted definition of, you know, fiddle black is a is a small press uh literary journal and, and, and podcast or however I phrased it. Um and so there's the journal component um and that is entirely online. Um it's free and, and it's not something that we um we make money off of. I mean it it's it's everything is ad free, it will always be ad free. Um it's always free online and um we're eighteen issues in um in that regard. Um I'm not sure if a lot of other journals do this or not, but what we do with ours is is uh, you know we take a number of of entries. Um, it's usually like uh, like four or six, and we collect them as a single issue. And, and each issue has uh, a title and uh, cover artwork. You know, as as though it was uh, an old school sort of um, thing you you'd get in the mail. Right, um, printed. Yeah, and then we yeah, and then we and then we sort of disseminate that through social media whereas the small press um does have a journal component um it's yearly that's that's our annual edition um and that is print only um and, and we do that once a year just as a way to sort of drive things um drive interest and um it, it doesn't really work out this way too often but but hopefully drive some sort of um cost offset to the rest of the things mm. um that we do
0: yeah, but as as far as staying power the fact that you are a digital journal and and the overhead isn't as much as as paying for printing costs of every issue you could sustain this journal uh indefinitely as long as you keep it running they
1: Right. Um and th- and that's really my intention. Um I actually just sat down uh with someone a few weeks ago who was interested in in fiddleback and and how it works and uh this is a young guy who was sort of hoping to start his own well he, he actually already started it, but to drive his own his own journal and um you know we were talking about about how that works and how it could work for him and um you know, I guess maybe um from my perspective, what sort of hope I could give him and, and I guess the biggest thing was to say, um, you know, all he has to do is stick around with with this stuff. Um the, the the worst thing any journal can do is is start and uh take submissions and sort of establish trust um and then disappear because someone you know, someone gets their MFA and they and they move on, and right. and uh, life gets in their way, so to speak. So, what what I'd like to do, or what I hope to do, if uh, I don't know, I guess I try, I try to say this in every interview, would say, um, you know, this is something that we're that we're doing forever. This isn't really uh, an end of life kind of thing. We we want to keep it going for as long as we possibly can. And if it's just the journal at some point, you know, that's okay too. But because it's digital and because it's relatively low overhead. Um, I don't see why we would
0: not do it. Are you finding that, uh, uh, the longer you've been around, the more, uh, like, is it exponentially more submissions that you're receiving now that you have to go through and, and select? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. 'Cause that will always be a sign of, of your, your staying power as well. If people are I mean, as long as they fit within the parameters of the journals, if you're receiving, you know, this quality work and you have this overabundance of of uh authors that you're going to publish. You're not going anywhere.
1: Right. Um and we we do have that, um which for which I'm I'm very grateful. Um we received quite a few submissions, um a month. So our, you know, our reading period is, is, uh, our response period is a little bit longer than probably a lot of other journals. Um, you know, but we, we don't do, um uh, any advertising really. We, we, you know, we're listed in new pages, which is, I I think is like the, you know, the, the price of entry for a literary journal. Um, but that's about it. And, and we receive, lots and lots of submissions and um you know folks seem to read as well um if you count website traffic and things like that or social media interactions so um I mean knock on wood everything is is uh
0: is stable now and that's it's really what I want to uh to sustain. Now how many of those submissions, like percentage wise would you say fall within the uh the parameters of anti pastoral or concept horror? Um, I would say
1: very few. Um yeah. I would say maybe one to two per um reading period. Uh and it's not that folks are disregarding the 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 mission say I mean obviously there are quite a few submissions we get where, you know, someone just found the submit page and and, and blindly without looking at it yeah Yeah. that happens um we generally don't don't really read those at all um and then some folks are 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 sort of aiming in 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 the right directions um and so that's that really makes up the the majority of um what we look at and what we what we seek to publish it's 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 always uh, uh you know a mix of the two or you know something that's Remotely anti-pastoral or at least it has that focus on, um, landscape or, or maybe it's someone who interpreted, um, the anti-pastoralism definition as, uh, you know, a, a rural setting or, or McCarthy sort of elements. Um, mm. and, th- so those are fine. I mean, th- those are, are things that, that we like and those are things that we publish because, um, it's generally what we're looking for.
0: And you also have started this uh podcast. You do a, a monthly podcast where you have uh um readings of uh, some of your entries. Um but they're also like kind of like aural landscapes too, music and uh um how did that idea what, what was the impetus uh, for that idea?
1: Um I think that we started that when uh I don't know that was just something I felt that we that we had to do it was something I saw that other journals were starting um and I figured why not uh why not try it um unfortunately it's 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 woefully uh out of date um but I'm I'm working with uh a gentleman who is a, a tremendous uh fiddle black um community member. Uh that's Dane Elkar. He he was the reader on the uh it's a Stop Breaking Down by John McManus. And so Dane and I are sort of working to rejuvenate um the podcast and and figure out what else we can do with it or how can we make it more more interesting. I felt that um the format we chose was a little bit uh ambitious. Um it was hard to get the music uh all all together, um and then it was hard to get the readings um in a decent quality. Um, and then you know, edit everything everything together and, and then yeah. do it on a on a monthly basis. Um I think the thing with a podcast is that you do you do have to be consistent. Um you do have to be regular in 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 my eyes. Um yeah well,
0: that's Just, what we're we've been figuring out with this yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and whereas with our journal um you know there's not really a set schedule um we generally release an issue when it's ready and that happens to be about three to four issues a year um, with the podcast i think i think a, a calendar schedule is more appropriate and that's actually something we're working on right now i have our, our next ish, uh episode ready to go we're just we're just trying to nail down uh the schedule and get a backlog and, and things like that but hopefully um to the folks that have listened to it it does come off as a as an audio version of um of that mission statement or uh you know something that that does pair um a musical landscape with um with the reading that that,
0: that is appropriate that's what I took from it. You know, I, I listened to a couple episodes and uh, oh, okay, definitely great. sensed okay. that mission statement. <clears throat> well, Jason, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk with us. Um, thank I, you. I much like for everything having that me. you're doing, and uh, it's it's definitely uh, inspiring to read and and to even think about the way I write and if there's you know h- how to. Uh, uh, put something in the confines of anti-pastoral concepts for and I also learned what aseity means from your (laughs) yeah for those that didn't attend uh, theology school uh, exactly (laughs) but no thank you I do I appreciate it and I wish you guys the best of luck great well
1: again thanks for having me and, and this is really fun
0: this has been The How, The Why by Black Hill Press. I'm John Barrett Ingalls. The show is produced by Kevin Stanick and yours truly, with production assistance by Sarah Becker. The music is Mea Lua by Basa Zuzu. I wanted to thank everybody for your creativity and your inspiration and to remind you all to keep making art. Thank you.